more music. Generally, because I'm more music. Alright, I almost had a heart attack. I thought my microphone was broken, but it just wasn't registered. So, now we get it. 14 episodes. Let's go. Riviera Country Club, Genesis Invitational. Here we go. So, whew, that was a doozy, man. I was fumbling with this thing for like 10 minutes. I thought I was going to have to do it off of the computer audio, and it sounded like crap. But we here, 14th episode of 30 Minutes About Nothing. It's your boy, Austin, and glad you're here. Uh, hopefully, you all had a good weekend. Um, I didn't do anything, but... It was a good weekend. I watched like a bunch of movies and I'd give anyone $5,000 if they knew what type of movies I watched because uh, they were all on TV. So with all these streaming services, we have cable. Um, we I like having cable. Haley obviously likes it for Bachelor and stuff and I like it for, you know, sports and, and different things like that, like watching golf on the weekends. But um, if you can guess what movies I watched... Um, I'll give them to you because I think they're hilarious. So we watched Mamma Mia 2. And then we, right after Mamma Mia 2, which was a musical, and then we watched The Greatest Showman, another musical. We watched back to back on TV with commercials. Do you know how long that is? That's long. And it's a lot of singing, and it's a lot of dancing, and it's a lot of choreography, and it's hype. I might be in the minority, which they do get really boring like and you're like you smack your head and you're like well how do they how how does everyone get through all these movies and musicals and things like that bro some of those songs and and dancing and stuff like that it's fun to watch like it's entertaining um so we watched those two movies and then a day later mama mia won like the first one was on a different channel so we had to watch it in not chronological order but uh that was fun and then we watched uh, the documentary about social media and stuff like that. So I was a weekend of binge watching, just a bunch of crap, um, wasting some time, being inside, and uh, and yeah. So last uh, last time I talked to you guys, it was the waste management. Um, sorry, I had so much stuff going on last week, but uh, we had some good picks, man. We had some really good picks. Uh, James Hahn held the lead. Uh, we had Xander literally blow it on 17. Uh, other than that, like he should have won the tournament. He was obviously my pick to win. He should have won. Um, so yeah, it was a really fun tournament. Like honestly, that and the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is garbage. Like, I mean, Tom Brady never bet against Tom Brady. I bet my neighbor 70 bucks won on that bet. Do not bet against the man, Tom Brady. Um, but if you saw him, he celebrated right on the ocean in the water in Tampa Bay or wherever they were 
he did it right. That was a great parade. And the man went hammy in Miami, literally hammy in Miami, um, getting off the boat. So that was fun to see. I'm glad he's living life, enjoying it. But let's get into the picks here this week. So the PGA Tour stays in California. Uh, It's going to be at Riviera Country Club in Los Angeles for the Genesis Invitational. So labeling this event as an invitational means only 121 golfers are in the field instead of the standard 140 to 156 golf fields. So um, more of elite, like this, the strength of field is really nice. So we get to see a lot of the world's best players um, compared to last week. Uh, so it's really, it's going to be a lot of fun. Riviera country club is 7,350 yard par 71. It's got four par threes and three par fives. The three par fives are probably the three easiest holes on the golf course. Um, there's also a drivable par four. Riviera is known for, uh, being one of the most challenging and best courses on tour. So off the tee, golfers will see tight fairways, many fairway bunkers, challenging dog legs, especially to the right side. So swinging from straight or, you know, to the right side. So favoring some of those golfers that hit a fade um, or just hit it, just hit it straight. But the course hasn't seen uh, much rain this month. So the fairway is probably going to be very firm and the ball is going to roll out. So meaning... Being a longer hitter probably will be helpful, but it's not going to be necessary for success. The rollout should make hitting the fairways a little bit more difficult for everyone, so you want your golfers to be as close to the green as possible off the tee so that they have shorter clubs in their hands on the approach. So the fairways and rough use a grass called Kakuya grass. The grass is rare to the United States and can cause many problems if the golfers hit it in the rough, especially if they have little experience with Kakuya grass. You're probably going to hear the announcers say Kakuya, Kakuya, like Kakuya grass, Kakuya, you know, all out of, a lot of that. So just get used to some Kakuya. It's pretty fun to say. But the grass type is very popular on golf courses in South Africa, Australia, and in Asian countries. So... Something to look for uh, if you're going to be doing your own research and picking your golfers. So, um, though the rough isn't going to be too tall, it's it is thick. Like it's going to be a thick grass approach. Play is definitely going to be important this week. You got to find the fairways. It's not necessary, like you said, but it'll give you the advantage for some of these undulated greens, especially with 150 to 175 yards. Um, that range is going to be a typical uh, landing spot um, basically for the approach shots. So the greens use Poa annua and bent grass. So Poa greens, they're going to be above average in square feet, but the landing areas for birdie attempts will be small due to fast, firm, undulated, multi-tiered greens. Greens will be quick with a stimp rating around 12 to 12.5. They will be surrounded by bunkers and false fronts. Uh, This ranks, I think it's the first, like hardest difficulty uh, of of greens hit on tour. So 
really difficult greens to hit just because of all the undulation and runoffs. Um, the six hole is actually pretty interesting. Um, it's got a bunker right in the middle of the green. So, you know, if you hit it on the right side and the pins on the left, you will see people chip off this green. So it's going to be uh, pretty entertaining. Um, but as always, I got my four roses with me, some whiskey on this Taco Tuesday. So before I get into my quick nine, it's going to be nine golfers I like this week uh, for DraftKings. Um, so I'll tell you their prices, why I like them. And uh, give me a second here. Let me give a sip, get some courage. Okay, so let's get into it. Top spend this week, Rory McIlroy. So Rory is going to be my dude up top this week for uh, my top spend. So Rory comes in at $10,500 this week. I just have a gut feeling that he's rounding into form. So I feel like the last two outings, people have thought he's played pretty poorly. Um, but if Rory, quote-unquote, playing poorly results in a 16th and a 13th place finish, I'll arguably... You know, I'll look to arguably the best driver of the golf ball this week at Riviera that ranks second toughest on tour for fairways to hit. So returning after a week of rest, I think Rory has a great chance to capture a victory for the first time since November of 2019. So let that sink in. Rory hasn't won since November of 2019. So it's been a long time. And just like I said at, about Xander two weeks ago, and he almost captured his victory two weeks ago at Waste Management. That's just such a long time for someone like Rory's capability to not win. So what's really kept him from re reaching the winner's circle has been some pretty poor wedge play lately. However, Rory ranks eighth in approach in this field, which means that since he's going to be hitting more full shots, especially from that 150-175 range, I think that's going to help him. Uh, Rory's no stranger to Riviera. So with back-to-back -to -back top five finishes in 2019 and last year, he has found great success here. Since 2016, Rory hasn't finished worse than 20th at Riviera. And that being said, I just really like his chances this week to end that victory drought. Boom. Next guy, Xander Shoffley, $9,900. Of course, I'm going to play Xander. The SDSU grad has been playing some dynamite golf lately with back-to-back runner-up finishes. Playing his best golf that I can remember, he looked to capture his... I don't know. I don't know what victory it would be, but he's been runner-up. So he looked to capture a victory two weeks ago at the Waste Management only to find the drink on the 17th hole on Sunday. What a kick to the gonads that was as my pick to win that week. And boy, did it look good. X has been absolutely electric with the driver, the irons, the short game, and the putter. He ranks fourth in this, fourth in this field in putting on POA greens. He just seems primed for victory with all facets of his game firing right now. Last three finishes here at the Genesis include ninth in 2018. 15th in 2019, 23rd in 2020. I don't like the trend as year over year, it seems like he's finishing in worse position. He's not seen. It is. I mean, he's obviously has 9th, a 15th, and a 23rd. 
But I'm confident that this trend will end this week. It's not going to continue just because of the way he's playing. It seems like he's just got a really good grasp on the entire game. He didn't play at Pebble last week, which I like, as he has had time to collect his thoughts after a deflating runner-up. And at $9,900, just under that 10K mark, it's really hard to pass on Xander. He just seems like a, you know, just seems like a sure lock for a top 20. Enough about Xander. Next guy, Patrick Cantlay, $9,600. Why am I playing Cantlay? I don't really understand. I never play Cantlay. I got a nickname for him. It's Can't Play. He can't play. Whenever I get this man on my roster, by God, he's going to miss the cut. But when I don't and I decide like he's going to be a terrible play this week, he'll top five. So I can't get this man right, but I'm going to back him this week. However, he's got some you know tremendous course history here. The Long Beach native has a fourth in 2018, a 15th in 2019, and a 17th in 2020. The same trend as Xander with worse finishes year over year, but again, I think that ends this year. It's going to change. Last week, Can't Play came out hot, firing a minus 10. Take that into account. 10 under on Thursday at the AT&T at Pebble Beach. First round leader. And it's it, it was hard not to see his path to victory, but... Come the weekend, the putter let him down. He he finished. He ended up finishing third, but the putter let him down. <sighs> he hit the ball good. He just every putt that he hit on Sunday it literally seemed like it was going to be coming and going in, and it was inches of going in, and none of them fell. Lip outs. Even the announcers were like, "What the heck's going on, man?" Like we've seen this all day. So unfortunately, just. He's hitting the ball so good, and I'm going to take him this week and hope those putting woes are forgotten. Uh, next guy, Victor Hovland, $8,700. So um, most of these plays will be pretty popular. Victor Hovland, obviously, uh, he came in second at the Farmers, and he's $8,700, so I think he is a little bit underpriced. He's a fairways and greens guy. Fairways and greens, guy. That's Victor's game. Perfect fit for Riviera. Like I said, it's got the second toughest fairways to hit, and he leads the pack for, um, or I'm sorry, and it leads the pack for the toughest greens to hit on tour. So last time we saw Hovland, like I said, he finished runner-up at the Farmers at Torrey Pines, and as long as the, as long as he doesn't get himself in too much trouble around the greens this week, I think he's got another good shot to contend. This will be the first time playing Riviera Country Club for Hovland. So it's a little bit worrisome that Big Dick Vic hasn't seen Genesis before. But I don't think he is a player that needs years of experience at a course to shell out good results. There are golfers that I mentioned just before that have done well in their first trip to Riviera. Cantlay finishing fourth in his first time in 2018. And Xander finishing ninth the same year I hold Victor in that same category I will be entering two lineups this week and he will be in both of them for sure next guy Max Homa Max Homa's coming in at $8,200 I done messed up not playing Homa last week and I will not make that mistake again write this down in your notes 
the man knows how to play West Coast golf. During the PGA West Coast swing, Homa has been racking up top 25 finishes, including the 7th place finish last week at Pebble Beach, 18th at the Farmers at Torrey Pines, 21st at the American Express in Palm Springs. What do all three of those golf courses have in common? They're all in California. Being from Burbank and playing golf at Cal Berkeley, Homa just knows how to play California golf. He was vaulting himself up the leaderboard last weekend, giving us just a sample of how much noise this man can generate come Sunday and Saturday. Well, Saturday and then Sunday. Passing the eye test, and I'm just getting that feeling this man's confidence is through the roof right now. He's my dark horse to win this week. I'm seeing a number of 70 to 1 out there. It's very enticing to throw a couple shekels. Throw a couple shekels. $5 to win $350? Bam. He finished fifth place last year. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. I, I hopped on the train. I told my brother, we're putting down the big cheese. We got 10 bucks on him. 10 bucks to win 700. Come ride that roller coaster with us and let's go homo. He will be in both my lineups this week as well. We got a little homa hav. Homa hav. There we go. That's my that's my tandem duo this week. Homa and Hovland, both going to have great weeks. Really like them as a uh, a core play this week. Next guy, seventy nine hundred dollars, Kevin Na. I always tend to find myself back on Kevin Na. For some reason, this man has a piece of my heart, and I love rooting for the guy. He's a pretty volatile player. He's got the winning upside, but he can miss the cut just the same. But it's that top five upside that keeps me coming back. Which Kevin Na are we going to see this week? The one who finished second and fourth here in 2018 and 2017? Or the one who missed the cut in 2020 last year and 2016? So bookend missed cuts in the middle, a second and a fourth. So you've got, like I said, the roller coaster, the highs and the lows. But you're going to come back for that upside. Something to note, Kevin Na just always has kind of like a nagging back injury uh, but he's mentioned recently that he's feeling good he just finished a 21st he just finished 21st in Dubai two weeks ago and he's got an elite short game that will help him around these difficult greens at Riviera I think he'll be lower owned and I will take advantage of people's unwillingness to play my boy Kena. Carlos Ortiz, $7,800. Carlos Ortiz is this week's winner of This Man is Too Damn Cheap. We got Carlos Ortiz, my boy. Goddamn, he's been on a hot streak lately. Since his win at the Vivant Houston Open back in November 2020, Ortiz has not missed a cut. And of his five starts, he has a 14th, an 8th, and a 4th place finish. And those are some great numbers. Basically, 3 out of 5 top 15s. My man's hot. The way he's been playing, I think he should definitely be in the 8K range. But he's not a name too many casuals know. He probably will garner some ownership um, based on people talking him up. And he's got some great course history here with a 9th in 2019 and a 26th last year. So it appears that he feels comfortable here. Bringing his recent play mojo this week. Don't be surprised to see Ortiz making another run this weekend. 
Last two guys to end it off. We got James Hahn, $7,500. James Hahn, he's a winner here at the Genesis Invitational back in 2015. He has shown that even after his win, he can finish up atop the leaderboard year after year. 13th last year, 14th in 2018. He finished, I think, 10th at the Waste Management. He flashed during that tournament, going into the back nine with the lead. Just faltered, didn't have it, couldn't finish. Just like Homa, he was a player at Cal Berkeley where he is comfortable with the surrounding area. He missed the cut last week at Pebble, but he never plays good at Pebble, so I'm really not putting anything into that. He was playing well enough to hold the lead at the Waste Management, like I said, two weeks ago. He's hitting the ball good, and he's back on a course he's done well at. I think that is a recipe for success. So at $7,500, I think Han has a great chance to make a cut and flash a top 20. Last guy, Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark, $7,100. A great driver of the golf ball, ranking 11th in the field in driving distance. He is also a great short game player and a great putter, ranking 15th in the field over the past 100 rounds on POA greens. The one thing that you can pick on with this game is, is his iron and approach game. The numbers are not the greatest on paper, but if they cooperate this week, then watch out. In his debut at this event last year, he finished 17th. In a low-priced golfer this week at $7,100, possibly to end your lineup, I want a player that is able to scramble if they miss the green and give themselves a chance to make a putt and and avoid bogeys. I think Wyndham is that type of guy. So that ends it with my nine guys, my quick nine. Those are the guys I'm going to be rostering this week. And, you know, we didn't dip down into the 6K range this week. Um, one guy I do think if you're really throwing a dart is Wesley Bryan he's $6,100 and that's a possibility to add two top dogs if you want uh, you know two top 10k guys like a DJ and a, and a Rory but that's some guy if you want to you know if you really want to be risky that's a guy I'd go with down there really saves you some money but really appreciate you guys listening and as always Stay groovy. Love you.